raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello, and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. We're here this week with a wonderful uh, priest. Oh, he was on uh, three weeks ago or so, Father Bernard Geiger, Franciscan. Um, he used to be at Marytown. Uh, just a short bio on Father. He was um, ordained, or he's been a Franciscan since about 1959. He started at St. Anthony in Rockford and then spent much of his priestly life at Marytown here in Libertyville. Uh, where he was superior for two terms from 1968 to 1974. Eventually, in 1998, Father was called to work at the Apostolate for the Family Consecration in Bloomingdale, Ohio, where he still ministers. Father, I understand, is writing two books. One is A More Abundant Life, uh, about the Beatitudes in Luke and Matthew, and the second book is God's Plan and God's Ways, How the Rosary is a Compendium of the Gospel. And that is going to be about our show today. We're going to talk about the healing power of the rosary, and there's no one better to talk about it than Father Bernard Geiger. Father, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so thrilled that we were able to connect. We had a little trouble in the beginning with our board, but now it's, it's open and you're here Father, um, the rosary is the most greatest prayer on earth. Um, Sister Lucia at Fatima said, There is no problem, I tell you, no matter how difficult, that we cannot resolve by the prayer of the Holy Rosary. Father, yes. tell us, tell us your, your, um, how you would want to begin speaking about the rosary. You know so much about it. Well... Uh, I think it was uh, Pope uh, Paul VI who indicated that the rosary is a compendium or a summary of the gospel. Mm. And that is really true. But what we often don't realize is how is it true? For a long time, I didn't understand that myself because we had only three um, parts of the rosary, the joyful, the sorrowful, and the glorious mysteries. Yes. And I could never understand, well, why do we jump from the finding of Jesus in the temple to the agony in the garden, leaving out the whole um, public life of Jesus? Yes. And, um, and then, of course, Pope... Um, John Paul gave us the Luminous Mysteries, which gave us basically the public life of Jesus, the public life of Jesus in which he basically gives us the New Covenant. The New Covenant is basically the joyful, or rather the Luminous Mysteries of the Rosary, 
because the Luminous Mysteries of the Rosary basically present to us the um, the sacraments and the Eucharistic mysteries of the Church. Mm-hmm. And the <clears throat> sacraments and the Eucharistic mysteries are what basically constitute the New Covenant. The New Covenant basically is a compact or an agreement between believers and God. God making promises to the believers and believers saying, yes, they will accept these promises. God is promising in the New Covenant to um, basically give us a share in his own very own nature, being, and life as God. And this sharing in his very nature, being, and life as God is what we now call sanctifying grace. Grace is that tremendous power of God that makes us actual sharers in the very being and nature and life of God. And sharing in his being and nature and life makes us, if so facto, precious sons and daughters of God the Father, precious brothers and sisters of the Lord Jesus, and precious temple signs and instruments of the Holy Spirit. In other words, that's God's promise to us, that he's giving us this share in his own divine life. And our part is to say, yes, I believe that. Yes. I, I accept that. <clears throat> I will be uh, your precious uh, son or daughter, Heavenly Father. I will be your precious brother or sister, Lord Jesus. I will be your temple, Holy Spirit. Father, I read, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt you, but just on that point, I read something by a priest, Father Dwight Longenecker, who said mm-hmm. who was a convert he was an evangelical and he was converted through our lady brought him to Jesus through the rosary and he wow. he now says that first of all um, the rosary as you just said takes us through Jesus life helps us enter into his life but this priest says by entering into the wholeness of each stage of Jesus's life we begin to share in his wholeness and health. And then the meditations take us through every stage of Jesus's life so that they take us through every stage of our own lives. As we remember the stages of our own life with Jesus and Mary, all that was broken, faulty, or wounded at those stages of our lives can be healed. Isn't that beautiful, Father? Yes, and and of course it's very true, but it's it's even more um, important to realize that not only are we healed, but we are made part of Jesus' life. Yeah. We we no we no longer we tend to live for ourselves. Yeah. Until we begin to realize that no, we haven't been created for ourselves. We were created for God. God did not make us to be little gods ourselves. He rather made us to be something better than that, his own mystical offspring, so that we become part of his life. We become, in other words, 
the mystical body of Christ. Jesus is the head. We are the members. And we are not living for ourselves. We are called to live for him. But when we become part of his mystical life, we also then receive, become more whole. In other words, we receive healing. This priest goes on to say, when he began to pray the joyful mysteries, and he, it got, and he, as he prayed through the stages of the joyful mysteries, the birth and mm-hmm. so forth, he said something mysterious happened. God's love began to seep into the early stages of my own life, and I began to experience healing from the de- deep hurts I had received in the very earliest experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, I see the joyful mysteries in a somewhat different light. Mm-hmm. The joyful mysteries are basically God's grand plan for mankind, for each of us. Mm-hmm. God has a plan for us. And his plan is, of course, to make us sharers in his very own divine life and nature and being. And in the five mysteries of the rosary, God lays out his grand plan. Yes. In in the joyful mysteries, um, the Son of God becomes the Son of Man through Mary. Yes. And he... He is coming to become the Son of Man in order to make us sons and daughters of God. In other words, to back up a little bit, the Son of God, the Word of God, is the image of God the Father. God the Father, who is He? He's infinite goodness in person. He is infinite goodness, and as infinite goodness, he is a divine person. Because goodness, which is a person, is more perfect than goodness, which is not a person. Mm -hmm. So God the Father is goodness in person. But God the Father knows who he himself is, and he expresses this knowledge of himself in a single divine word. And the word is, I am, as Jesus said, I am. Mm -hmm. And um, that brings us back to um, Moses, when God was telling Moses, go to the Pharaoh and go to my people Mm -hmm. and and lead them out of their slavery in Egypt. And uh, Moses said, well, when I go to them and they ask me, well, who sent you? Who shall I say send me? And God said, tell them I am sent you. Because God is. Who's God? God is I am. And God's word is I am. In other words, God in his word expresses who he is. He's infinite being in person. So, Father, for people who are listening now who really don't quite get the rosary, 
why so apparently can you tell how how we even got the how saint dominic received the rosary let's go back to the basics to see what what the rosary is and why is it so important well dominic was um called by god to counteract and to preach against the uh, Albigensian heresy, mm -hmm. which was growing in northern Spain and southern France. Right. And uh, basically that was a, uh, a heresy that said that there are two gods. There's, there's a, um, a good god and a bad god. And um, the bad god is everything material. And the good God is everything spiritual. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, that's not true, because God created the material world, and the material world is not evil. The material world is good. Mm -hmm. God looked upon everything he had created and saw that it was good. That's what the book of Genesis tells us. But at any rate, um, God gives himself to his people. He sent Moses to lead the people out of their slavery mm -hmm. and back into the promised land. And, um, well, how should we say? The joyful mysteries of the rosary basically deal with God's grand plan for man. And God's plan, grand plan for man is to um, give us a, an identity, a new many-sided identity. In the joyful mysteries, the Son of God becomes the Son of Man in order to help each of us become the children of God through receiving the gift of sanctifying grace. That's his grand plan to share his very nature being in life with us and to make us therefore his precious sons and daughters brothers and sisters of the lord and temples of the spirit that's what the um, first joyful mystery of the annunciation the annunciation is all about so father when you pray the rosary how do you pray it like when you say all right uh, you play the Our Father and then the Ten Hail Marys, and it's the Annunciation. Do you, uh -huh. do you dwell on what the meaning of the Annunciation is, or do you pray to open yourself to hear the, the Word of God? or How exactly do you pray that? Well, basically, I ask our Blessed Mother to, to tell me what she wants me to know and to understand. Oh. in this mystery. Yes. And then, of course, what, what she has shown me is that uh, this is what happens, that the Son of God became the Son of Man. And why did he become the Son of Man? Well, because the Son of God, who is the Word of God, I am, mm -hmm. um, and as the perfect I am, he also is a divine person. Because he is the perfect um, uh, image of God, the Father, who is infinite goodness in person. 
Well, that's the perfect reflection of the Father, the perfect expression of who the Father is, namely, I am. He, too, has to be a divine person. Otherwise, he wouldn't be the most perfect expression of who the Father is. Mm-hmm. As In other words, the Word also has to be a divine person. Otherwise, it's not the perfect expression of who the Father is. Yes. Because a word that is a person is more perfect than a word that isn't a person. And so these are some of the things I think of mm-hmm. and as I pray this mystery of the rosary. Mm-hmm. But the, the word, the Son of God, loves his Father with an infinitely perfect, eternal, divine love. But the Father also wanted his Son to love him with another kind of love, a human love, a human love that is limited, but nevertheless is incredibly um, perfect, a love that um, is perfect in its own way. And so the Father wanted his Son to love him not only with a divine, infinite, eternal love, but with a human um limited love, which nevertheless is very perfect in its own way. And so, Father, I hear the music beginning, which signals a break coming up. And, okay. Uh, Father, let's, um, let's continue this and explore uh, more deeply, as you're doing so beautifully, how we can enter into this, the, the Spirit uh, and, and come closer to God through the Rosary. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MAT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Hello, I'm Father James Kubicki, the U.S. Director of the Apostleship of Prayer, and I ask you to support Catholic Radio in your area because Catholic Radio is the way that we can get the word out today. It's Catholic evangelization at its best, and I've heard conversion stories all over the place because of people who have tuned in as they're driving or in their homes, listening to Catholic Radio by accident and the Lord touching their hearts 
through the message they heard. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome back. Um, I, you're listening to Father Bernard Geiger, uh, conventual Franciscan, and he's speaking about the healing power of the rosary. And so, Father, there was someone sitting in our studio here, Jen, who asked, you're speaking about the joyful mysteries. What about the other mysteries, Father? What about the sorrowful mysteries? Well... <clears throat> The joyful mysteries, as I say, present to us God's grand plan, yes. which is to give to us a new, many-sided um, identity, an identity which is uh, supernatural. And in order to give us this identity, he gives us the luminous mysteries, which are basically the new covenant, the sacraments and the Eucharistic mysteries. Yes. Through the sacraments... He um, bestows this new identity upon us. The sorrowful mysteries are the mysteries in which Jesus um, sets us free from the enslavement that began with the sin of Adam and Eve, which enslaved us to sin and Satan, to death and the fear of death. And so Jesus takes upon himself in the sorrowful mysteries the responsibility for our sins, to make reparation for them, and therefore to set us free from the um, enslavement that our sins and the sins of Adam and Eve and all of our other ancestors have brought upon us, including our own sins. And so these sorrowful mysteries set us free, but they do more than that. They also purchase for us the graces and the gifts and the new identity and so forth that are uh, conferred upon us in the sacraments. Because those, you might say, those gifts have to be, um, have to be paid for, as it were. Yes. And, uh, but we're unable to pay for them. And so Jesus pays for them. He offers himself to God, his Father, in obedience and obedience unto death, which not only makes reparation for our sins, but which um, pays the price, you might say, of all of the gifts that we have lost and which God restores to us through the uh, passion and death of Christ. And so, Father, this is all deeply beautiful and theological, but how can we enter in to be set free? How can we open ourselves to be set free? By just saying the words? Well, we have to believe in Jesus. We have to receive the sacraments, which confer sanctifying grace upon us, and 
they also confer upon us uh, the new identity that comes to us through that sanctifying grace. As I say, sanctifying grace makes you a precious son or daughter of the Father, brother or sister of the Lord and temple of the Spirit. Father? Yes. This is Jen here is in the studio. When when uh-huh. I when I say the rosary, I generally if I'm not distracted, that is, which does happen, um uh-huh. I'll, I'll try to close my eyes and walk through each of the scenes of the mysteries mm-hmm. with, and put myself into those areas. Is this a good way to approach what you're telling us we should be gaining from this? Yes, well, you also need to make acts of faith in what Jesus is doing. We need to make acts of faith in that new identity and in the um, sanctifying grace that we have received. How, how, we need do, to, how do we do that? Because faith does not grow automatically with grace. Faith and all of the virtues, every virtue, is basically a choice that we make. And every time you choose to believe, the faith grows stronger. In other words, the virtue, the choice to believe, needs to become habitual. That means you you need to make many acts of faith. The act of faith you made when you were baptized, or that your sponsors made for you if you were baptized as a child, that's not enough. Every day, we should be making acts of faith and say, yes, God, I do believe. I believe you know me, you love me, you have given me sanctifying grace, you have made me a sharer in your very own divine nature. I believe that. I believe I'm your precious son or your precious daughter. And I'm not precious because of what I do or don't do. I'm precious, why? Because you love me. You decided to love me and you decided to create me and you decided to send your son to redeem me and you are calling me to be with you for all eternity. That's what makes me precious. I don't make myself precious. You do. But, Father, by saying the rosary, are we making an act of faith? Well, you you could say that, but it's important, I think, to explicitly choose to believe. Yes. Because, as I say, the virtue consists not in a feeling, but in a choice. Yes, Father. And you may not have any feeling at all. Yes. But that doesn't matter. Because even though the feelings are helpful, they're not essential. What's essential is your choice to believe the Word of God that comes to you through the Scriptures and through the teachings of the Church, through the tradition of the Church, and so on. Um, every, and that's why every day we need to make choices to believe and tell God, yes, I do believe this. I do believe, Jesus, that you have made me a share in your own divine nature. Help me to know what that is. Help me to appreciate it. Help me to to live it. How how does that help me to understand uh, what that means for my daily life? In other words, it means I'm not supposed to live for myself. I wasn't created to make myself happy to make myself a little God, I was created to please God. And the paradox is, the more you try to please God, the happier you become. Because 
That's what we're created for. We're created to please him. We're created to be whom he calls us to be. We're called to be uh, images of himself. We were created in the image and likeness of God. What does that mean? It means that we have the power to be aware of, to be um, attentive to what God wants us to be aware of, aware of and attentive to. We need to let go of what he's asking us to let go of. And we need to choose that. We need to choose to seek what he's wanting to give us because in each of the sacraments, he's wanting to give us great graces and he's wanting to give us every day new graces, new helps to grow in our knowledge of him, our appreciation of him, our love of him, our service of him. So that we're not living for ourselves, we're living for him. Father St. Padre Pio said the rosary is a powerful weapon to put the demons to flight and to keep oneself from sin. Yes. So would you speak about that, to putting the demons to flight? Well, the demons cannot stand goodness. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And um, the demons, of course, want to possess us. They want to lead us astray. But the more you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the more you are a terror to the demons. Because the demon, as powerful as the demon is, he's no match for the Holy Spirit. He's no match for our Blessed Mother. Yes. And the more you are filled with the Holy Spirit and with our Blessed Mother, uh, the less he can stand to be around you. Yes. Sir. So by by your very union with the Holy Spirit and with our Blessed Mother and and with Jesus and the whole mystical body of Christ, the more the demon um, can't stand you. Yes, Father. You know, Pope Leo the Thirteenth. I have here a lot of saints have commented on the Rosary, but he said something beautiful. He said, "You you must know that when you hail Mary." She immediately greets you. If you greet her, she will answer you right away and converse with you. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. But we need to learn how to be quiet and listen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Isn't that true? Father, do you have a regular time that you say the rosary, or you just do it when you think of it? or how How is it for you to say the rosary? Well, yes, I try to do it at a regular time. Yes. But um, if I don't get it in during the day, then, of course, I do it before I go to sleep at night. Yes. Yes. And so, um, speaking about the power of the rosary, um, Pius IX said, Give me an army saying the rosary and I will conquer the world. That is such a powerful statement. Yes, right. Give me an army saying the rosary and I will conquer the world. Yes, well, and the reason for that is because as you pray the rosary, you get to know who you are. You get to develop a vision of your identity as a child of God, as a member of the mystical body of Christ. 
Uh, that's what you are through baptism. Mm -hmm. In confirmation, you're given a new um, uh, aspect of that identity, which is to be a witness for Christ, mm -hmm. where, whereby you bear witness to Christ throughout Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. To be a witness for Christ means to bear witness that he is the Son of God, and he is the one for whom we have been created, and he is the one who wants to be our life. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to be part of our life. He wants to be our whole life. And he wants us to be part of his life. Mm -hmm. And um, to become part of his life means we need to grow in our communion with him. Yes. Which means a growing awareness that he is with us, mm -hmm. he's within us, he is trying to share with us his life. Yes. He's trying to share with us his love, both for his father and for his blessed mother and St. Joseph and all the saints, but his love for us and for each of our brothers and sisters as well. And that's why he wants to make us <clears throat> his witnesses who will proclaim him to others. Yes, Father. Is that what your book is about, God's plan, God's ways? Yes, God's plan, God's ways. In other words, God has this wonderful plan, which is presented to us in the Joyful Mysteries of the Rosary, which basically is to give us a new, many-sided identity. Mm -hmm. He wants to make us not only as sons and daughters, but he wants to make us witnesses for Christ. He wants to make us sharers with Jesus um, as mediator, prophet, priest, and king. Mm -hmm. He wants to make us... Um, uh, offspring of himself, the new Adam, and Mary, the new Eve, mm -hmm. and, and so on. So um, this is this is what he wants to do, and he wants us to share that with others, and he will give each one of us graces to do that. <clears throat> Those are the graces that are promised us in each of the sacraments we have received. Mm -hmm. And we need to ask for those graces every day. Lord, give me all the graces you want me to have, and especially give me the love that you want me to have. Because before you can give love, you have to receive it. You can't give what you don't have. But the love you received yesterday is not enough for today. So, Father, That's why uh, excuse me, go finish that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Today, you need to ask for all the love God wants to give you today. Yes. Then you will have love to give back to God, to yourself, and to those around you. Oh, that's beautiful, Father. Um, could you speak about um, the gift of the rosary at Lourdes and Our Lady, her parents there, and, and the meaning of that? Well, <clears throat> Our Lady at Lourdes was holding the rosary yes. as Bernadette was praying the mysteries. Yes. And of course, she was not herself saying the Hail Mary, but her fingers were grasping each um, bead of the rosary as Bernadette was saying the Hail Mary. And um, 
I don't remember a lot more than that. It, but but she held the rosary, yes. and and she uh, basically wanted Bernadette to pray the rosary. Yes, yes. Go would, ahead, Father. Would you give us a few uh, comments about the glorious mysteries, please? Well, the glorious mysteries are what makes everything practical, because in the luminous mysteries, God confers upon us this new identity. However. Even though in baptism you receive the identity of being a child of God, you don't automatically start to act like a child of God. I wish we did, but we don't. Mm -hmm. You won't start acting like a child of God until it becomes your self-image. Your self-image is incredibly important. Your self-image controls your feelings, your thoughts, your words, your actions, your hopes, your desires, even your failings. These are all controlled by your self-image. If you're falling into sin, that's a sign that your self-image needs correcting and deepening and purifying and expanding. In other words, you're seeing yourself for somebody who you are not, or you're not seeing yourself for who you really are. You're not seeing yourself as, as the child of God. But if that is your self-image, the more you see yourself as the child of God, the more you're going to act and feel and think and speak like a child of God. That's what the, the uh, glorious mysteries are all about. In the glorious mystery of the resurrection, Jesus gives us the grace to not only see that we are God's children, but to fill our minds with images of ourselves acting like the precious sons and daughters of God the Father, brothers and sisters of the Lord and temples of the Spirit. Because if you can't see yourself acting like that, you'll never act like that. If you stop and think, before you do anything, you picture yourself doing it. Thank you. Thank if you. I, thank you. I'm sorry, and, I just didn't And that's just what the glorious that, mysteries okay. are all about. I, I, to help us see ourselves acting in the new identity that we have received in the sacraments. So that that identity becomes our self-image. So there we go into charity and we go into love and acting and behaving like Christ. Yes. In other words, you don't just say, well, I am the precious son or daughter of the Father it actually becomes my vision of myself mm -hmm. constantly. Okay. So Thank I'm you. not seeing myself as a little God or as somebody who uh, has to make my own happiness. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing myself as God's precious son or God's precious daughter. And as a precious son or daughter, what do I do? Well, I try to please my heavenly father. I try to please my heavenly brother, Jesus and the temple of the Holy Spirit, instead of grieving him by my sins. Father, um, I, uh, Angela gave me a beautiful gift, a, a, a personal rosary. And uh -huh. on, on it is a picture of my deceased husband at the very beginning of the rosary. Then for each decade, there's a small little pendant with a picture of one of my kids and their families. Uh -huh. And so as I go around praying the rosary... I 
And then there's one decade that's for priests. That was my uh -huh. choice. But as I go Good. around praying, I, I particularly think of them as I'm praying uh -huh. for them and that they receive the graces for, you know, for new life and so on. Yes. Well, I, I like to pray. You know, I used to try to tell God what to do for people. <laughs> and it, it finally dawned on me that God knows better what, what to do for people than I do. Yeah. So this what is WSFI 88.5 FM Cap Radio. All of God's loving, merciful plans for my brothers and sisters will be fulfilled. Yes. God knows, God knows what they need. I don't. Yes. But if I pray that his plans will be fulfilled, I can't ask for anything better than that. That's true, Father, isn't it? So to include other people in our rosary, as uh, I find, I find helps me in my, you know, prayer for them because they're constantly yes. my burden of my heart. Yes, yes. And so the, uh, other than bringing them to Mass, uh, because I do bring them to Mass and I bring them uh -huh. to Communion, and I also mm -hmm. wonder, because my husband is recently deceased, when I bring, when I receive Jesus in communion, I, I, I spend time and I talk to my husband, Father. Is, Good. He's there, right? <laughs> yes. Well, you can, you can speak, you speak to him in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who unites us all. Yes. With each other and with Jesus and with each other in Jesus. Yes. Yes. So yes, yes, you need to, you need to do that. Yes, I, I love. But I often, oftentimes the Spirit will Himself bring to your mind people that He wants you to pray for. Yes. And He and He may bring to your mind particular things to ask for them. Mm -hmm. But if if that doesn't happen, then you can simply pray that all of God's merciful, loving plans for them will be fulfilled. That covers all the bases. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> so, Father, um, this is um, very, very beautiful. I, I just, I wish our readers, I mean our listeners, uh, could meet you. You were here in the studio, and you spoke about the the power of uh, prayer and the mass and Saint Maximilian Kolbe. We had such a wonderful show that week. I. I wish you could be here, but it's it's fine over the phone, too. I love being with you. Very good. Well, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to share uh, the insights that God has given me. Well, because I know he gave them to me, not just for myself, but to share with others. So what do you think is God's plan today, Father? How is it? Is Are we near the end times? What's your take on everything? Well, I do tend to think that we are pretty close to the end times because yes. things are getting worse. Yes, yes. And my sense is that the Antichrist may not be far away. Yes, yes. I don't know that. I hope he's not. But yeah. um, the good news is that we know who wins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Our Blessed Lady wins. Yes. We pray for the triumph of her immaculate heart. Yes. And the triumph of her heart is that we become one body, one spirit with Jesus, mm -hmm. with her and the, and the, and the uh, and Saint Joseph. Mm 
who was yes. the terror of demons. Yes. And um, and with all of the angels and saints. Why is why been, is Saint Joseph the terror of demons? Why? Well, uh, perhaps the most important thing insight that I got was through the apparitions of our Blessed Lady to Sister Mary Ephraim as Our Lady of America. And during those apparitions, St. Joseph also came. And St. Joseph told Sister Mary Ephraim that he was created. He wasn't created in grace like our Blessed Mother was um, in the Immaculate Conceptions. He was created full of grace. But St. Joseph said that he was sanctified in a split second after he was created. And even though he's far below Mary in holiness, he's far above everybody else. Mm -hmm. he's, he's far above even the greatest angel. Mm. So he's greater than, than, uh, than Lucifer Satan. Mm -hmm. and, and that would make sense because he is the virgin father of the eternal word. Yes, yes. And that's why he's the terror of demons. Mm -hmm. because they know that he's much more powerful than they are. Wow. I never heard that before. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense that Jesus would need to be protected by St. Joseph as a child. I see. I mean, sure, he could, he could um, protect himself if he wanted to, mm -hmm. but he wanted Joseph to be the head of the Holy Family. Mm -hmm. and Joseph to be the protector. And that means Joseph has to be more powerful than all of hell put together. Mm -hmm. And so he is really um, our intercessor, a beautiful intercessor for us, uh, especially in today's world with all the evil yes. about. Yes, and I think myself, my personal opinion is that if you want to know who Joseph is, mm -hmm. you need to look at Joseph, um, the uh, the uh, patriarch Joseph of the Old Testament, yes. the son of um, of um, Jacob. Yes, and he was and placed in charge of. He was made the um, um, prime minister, you might say, of the whole uh, kingdom of the Pharaoh of Egypt. He mm -hmm. was put in charge of everything because he was given the vision that there was going to be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. Mm -hmm. And um, he had been sold into slavery by his brothers, but then he became recognized as a real prophet because his prophecies always came true. And so the, when he told the Pharaoh that prophecy, that there would be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine, the Pharaoh put him in charge of all of the works of the kingdom of the Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. And and everybody was told, go to Joseph when you have when you when you need food and so forth. And what do you need the, jobs, right? The when you need work. And and so I think that the same is true of Saint Joseph. That just have just as the patriarch Joseph was put in charge of the whole kingdom of the Pharaoh, yes. so I think my personal opinion is that Saint Joseph the spouse of Mary is in charge of all of the um, material 
and uh, apostolic works of the church. Father, we're going to stop at that thought because it's time to pray for people who've asked for prayers. We Very have good. Two minutes left. So may I read these, Father, and then you say a prayer for everyone. We okay. have two minutes. So we, we're going to pray. I ask you to pray, Father, for Dave and Alexander who need jobs. For, uh-huh. for John Berger, who is very ill, for Ann Cheatman, serious eye surgery, for the repose of the souls of Jerry Slove and Father John Boswick. Um, then there are two anonymous. One is asking for prayers for finances, an important decision, and physical healing. And another person is in a lot of pain as, and is seeking reconciliation and forgiveness in a relationship. So, Father, with a minute left, would you pray for all those intentions? Yes. Lord Jesus, you have promised that where two or three are gathered in your name, you are present. And so we are gathered in your name, all of us here in this um, uh, radio audience. And we pray, dear Lord, that all of your loving, merciful plans for each of these people and their needs and their intentions, that your loving, merciful plans for them will be fulfilled so that they will come to the fulfillment of what you have in mind for them, that they will grow in their communion with you because you promised that whoever abides in you will bear much fruit. Lord, through Mary, with Joseph, we ask you, help us abide in you so that we may bear all the fruit that you want us to bear. And may the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon all of the radio audience and remain with us forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Beautiful show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye now. on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.